Well, I'd like to uh, welcome you to uh, King, especially if you're visiting today. We are a church that meets across uh, four sites on a Sunday. We have seven meetings. It's a great joy for me to preach live with you. And now I uh, was here at 9.30. I've just been down to Beckenham and uh, just got back in time to share God's Word with you. hope you enjoyed the video. Just gave you a, a kind of overview of, uh, of some of the key words over us as a church. Uh, for some of you, this will be your first ever Vision Sunday at King's. You thought, oh, I'm not, I'm not sure what that is. I've never been to a church that has a Vision Sunday. For most of us here, we've heard numerous Vision Sundays, and it gives an opportunity for me as the senior pastor to just share what's on my heart, give you some feedback on what God's been doing amongst us, and just to lift our heads to some of the things that uh, maybe are coming in the next year or so. In fact, last year I shared Vision 2030 and we looked 12 years ahead and said, look, we believe God has called us to believe him for these, these things, these uh, dreams. And right at the heart of that would have been a prophetic word, uh, uh, God's word for us as a local church. You've just seen it, the one about Niagara Falls and Victoria Falls. Now, a prophetic word the key thing about a prophetic word is how you respond to it. It's God speaking into the now. It occasionally talks about the future, but the, the main response is therefore, in light of what God's calling or speaking, how do we respond now? And last year we shared with you that we felt God had called us to do, well, we summarise that under these three things, reach, restore, and resource. That was the, the call upon us. The Kings is a strong local church, uh, in, in the UK context, this is a large church, friends. I know some of you from Africa are just thinking, man, I love coming to a small church. But anyway, in the UK, this is a large church. We're well-resourced. But there's not only a call for us to reach locally, but there is a responsibility for us to serve many. And so another way we summarised the vision was to say, we feel called to reach thousands of people and serve hundreds of churches. And I shared that with you this time uh, last year. I want to root this message in Scripture as we would always do here. And today I've just got one verse for you. It's actually from Mark's Gospel. And uh, Jesus says, Jesus said, is it not written? When you see that phrase, it's really quoting from the Old Testament. This, this verse really is a quote from Isaiah 56. Is it not written, my house will be called a house of prayer for all nations? My house will be called a house of prayer for all nations. If you know the context of these verses, you know that Jesus is coming to the end of his ministry, his three-year ministry. He's just arrived in Jerusalem. He's coming on a donkey and people have been singing Hosanna, Hosanna to the son of David. Uh, but he's only days away from the death and uh, the crucifixion and, the, and, the, and then the resurrection of Jesus, our ultimate hope, yeah? And so it's in these last days that Jesus says this, and he says it in the context of the temple. So he comes into Jerusalem, everyone's happy to see him, and he goes to the temple, and you don't get meek and mild Jesus here, you get a very unhappy Jesus. So he comes in, and if you know the passage, he richly throws the tables, comes into the temple, and turns it all over. Um, what happened was the Jewish leaders had set up quite a nice little system. They were slicing off and making quite a lot of money out of it. They'd taken the sacrificial system that the Jewish people use to atone before God, and they'd turn it into a nice little money maker. And so what would happen is you would come in, you'd have, come in with your currency and you'd have to change your currency, slice a little bit off, and then you'd have to buy doves to sacrifice, slice a little bit more, 
And that's what was going on. And not only was that going on, the tables were set up in the outer courtyards where Gentiles, God-fearers, non-Jews were allowed to kind of come in. The temple, you had the most holy place. Then you had where Jews could go. And then you had the outer place where people like me and you would go as Gentiles. But you couldn't get in because it was full of tables selling things. And Jesus says, I want my house to be a a place of prayer for the nations. And so he comes in and he turns all these tables over. Jesus is always wanting to take down barriers that keep you away from God. And actually, in this context, away from praying. The purpose of a Vision Sunday is mainly to give thanks. In fact, it's to look back and give thanks for what God has done. And therefore, as you look back, it helps you to propel forward with some faith for what God may have before us. So I'm just going to give you a brief update on some of the things that are going on in Kings. They're literally a snapshot, but they, I trust, will be very encouraging. So this last week, I have been in, uh, uh, Deb and I have been in Cyprus at the New Frontiers Global Apostolic Fellowship. There's about 90 people there. In fact, we have our dear friends, Lee and Stacey here. Sorry about this, but just wave at me so that I'm not making up. They're from Mexico. Let's give them a round of applause, okay? And uh, you may remember that Deb and I went to Mexico and and spent uh, some time with them earlier uh, uh, this year. Uh, but just before I went to that event, Brett Melville, who heads up our comms here at King's, came up to me and said, Steve, do you know that in September alone, 117 adults and children gave us their information through joining a group, filling in a like-to-know more form, going to our youth work, putting kids in kids' work. 117 in September alone. Actually, some of you are going, oh, I'm one of those. I'm you're sitting here thinking, that's me. Well, you're very welcome. We may not have talked yet, but you're very welcome. I'm sharing it with you because there's just huge growth. There's, there's literally hundreds of people around that want to connect with God and they want to find a spiritual home. Some of you, even as I say that, you're thinking, yeah, that's me. How do I get in here? Keep going. Well done for getting in the room. Yeah? And it's, it comes upon us to be a people that are welcoming and reach out and let people find a home. We want thousands of people to be reached. Don't we? That's a part of what God has called us to do. I follow a guy called Ed Stetzer. He's an American writer, theologian, bright chap. I follow him on my Twitter feed. He's always putting up interesting papers. And a few months ago, he put up a a poster, a picture of a poster that's in the Billy Graham Center. Billy Graham, the great American evangelist, and on the, on the poster, it said this. I thought, oh, gosh, this is amazing. This, this really summarizes the heart of, of the vision that we have shared with you, I've shared with you. Not one of you is too small or insignificant to reach one and help him until he can reach another. And if that goes on, you can reach the world. Yeah? Not one of you is too small or insignificant to reach one and help him until he can reach another. And if that goes on, you can reach the world. Reach. We reach people. We restore them. We want to become more like Christ. We want to become followers, disciples of Jesus. And then we're propelled out to resource and reach others 
and serve other churches and all that God has called us to do. I thought it was a great poster to summarise our vision. Earlier in the year, we did a teaching series called Reach, where we tried to serve you and equip you to invite people, say, come and see kings, or to go and tell your testimony and your faith, share your faith. But probably the, the big push when it comes to Reach in this uh, last church year was, this time last year, we sent out the Beckenham site, didn't we? We went from three sites, three venues to four, and we sent 140 people from this site across uh, to Beckenham. And one of the most amazing things is since we've done that, I've just told the Beckenham lot, we're not missing them at all. I said, you, you can't come back, there's no space for you because this site has grown by around 140 people in one year. You're allowed to applaud the Lord on that one, okay? I mean, I just don't get too familiar with it, yeah? And some of you are clapping, that's me, that's me, I'm one of them. That's me. Woohoo. That's great, isn't it? Let's never get familiar with it. Let's treasure it. Let's give thanks to God. So what I did a couple of weeks ago is I recorded a video, an interview with, with uh, Charles, and we're going to show it to you now about all that's gone on on the Beckham site in the last year. So if we could show that video, that'd be great, Paul. Thanks. Uh, Charles, it's great to uh, be with you, and it's been an exciting first year on the Beckenham site. I, I wonder if you could tell me, what, what are your highlights of, of the first year? Well, my highlights really involve people, because I've always believed that church is about people. Mm. And so I've got a couple of stories that I'd love to tell you. First of all, there's a great couple who are now at Beckenham who... About a year ago, they were looking for a church. They just moved to the area, uh, went online, Googled a church in Beckenham, found us, and they came along to our very first Sunday, our launch Sunday about a year ago. And ever since then, they've been so committed. They've come regularly every single week. They're both now serving. One of them is in the kids' work. One of them's in the welcome team. They've got really involved. Mm. They're part of the family. They're part of the community, growing in their faith. And so it's great to see someone or a couple like that who have come along, and they wouldn't have come along if we hadn't launched the site. So that's fantastic. And then secondly, we did an alpha course last term, and there's a lady on the site who came to the Beckenham site back in February. She came along on the alpha course, and uh, she made a first-time commitment to follow Christ on that on that Alpha, mm. and uh, just two weeks ago, she was baptised on our site. We had two baptisms two weeks ago, and uh, it's just great to see her journey, to see her coming along, you know, finding faith in Christ, getting baptised, and now being added to our church family. That's why we launch a site, isn't it? Yeah, and uh, it's all about people, and so they're, they're my two main highlights, I guess. Yeah, fantastic. Great to hear that, and uh, exciting to see baptisms, you know, within the first year is what we're about, isn't it? And, I've been, when I've come over, I come over quite a bit, just impressed with, you know, people I know fairly well who kind of launched out a year ago from uh, our Catford site. Mm. And they're just amazing, just so, so committed and serving. Absolutely. A wonderful group of people you're, yeah. you're working with, yeah? Absolutely. You're spot on, Steve. And every single week I leave church on a Sunday and I'm so thankful to God for the, the people that he has brought to us. Mm. We have amazing people. We have amazing team. You know, just to be able to sit up in a hired venue, pack down in a hired venue. I've got so many people who are coming to the site, getting there early, staying there late, serving in a whole number of roles. And uh, we could not have done it without them. It's as simple as that. The church is built based on people who are committed to God, committed to serving, committed to building his kingdom and his church. 
And uh, I'm just so impressed and amazed by the people that God has brought to us. Um, but also, I'm really thankful to the church because this has been something we've done together. You know, it hasn't felt like we're over here doing it on our own. This has felt like something we're doing together. And so I'm so thankful to you, the staff, the, the, the whole church across Foresights because we felt really supported. We felt like the whole church is with us in prayer and in many ways. Mm. And so this has really been something that Kings has done. Mm, mm. Yeah, I mean, it's right at the heart of what we're called to do, isn't it, to reach people. So this has been right at the forefront of our reach, our push, the launch out of, uh, of our fourth site. And I don't know about you, I'm always amazed at the serving heart of the church. Right across the church, you see people giving hours of their skills and gifts. Some, some of them, I was amazed. They sort of carry huge responsibility in the week and then kind of come along and just They help put us, us to shame, don't they? Yeah, they do. <laughs> but I'm just so impressed uh, with them. It's a, it's, it's a fantastic church to be involved leading. And, uh, and I think you've done a fabulous job. You, someone has to lead. Someone has to pioneer and carry all the challenges when you have technical challenges or whatever, stuff like that, which comes with launching, starting. and So well done, but you've, you've you. laid a really good foundation. I'm very excited about the coming year. What, you, what are your hopes for this, this year ahead? I've got a few hopes. I think, first of all, we want to continue to reach people. That's what we're about. We want to reach people with the good news of Jesus. We want to reach those who are unchurched and who haven't yet put their trust in Christ. And so my prayer, my hope is that we would reach more of those people who haven't yet put their trust mm. in Christ. And uh, what's really exciting at the moment is that just last week we trialled a Sunday in a bigger space at Harris Academy where we meet. We've previously been meeting in a hall which sits about 200 people, but we just trialled a Sunday in the canteen which sits 300 people. And uh, I'd love us to continue to grow and to build the community, build the family that we have at Beckenham. And I don't know how long this will take, Steve, you know, it's not easy, but I'd love to see into the future and think that we could gather 300 people mm. every week at Beckenham, worshipping God and building family and community together. So that's something I pray for. And then one thing that I've just learned over the year is that we have to depend on God. You know, all our efforts are futile if God is not with us. Yeah. And so, you know, there's that famous verse, isn't there, that uh, unless the Lord builds the house, the workers labour in vain. And that has meant more to me over this past year than probably any time <laughs> previously. And so I just really believe that we are to pray, depend on God, and God will build his church and bring many people to mm. us. Yeah, I totally agree. Charles, it's been a great first year. Well done. Uh, I'm so proud of the whole site and I'm confident that there's, there's good years ahead and uh, we'll, we'll, we're with you all the way and uh, look forward to see what God does in the coming months. Definitely. Well, well done, man. Thank you. Fantastic. So reach, restore. This term, our series, is called Restored, where... We are encouraging you to get in a group, come on Sundays and uh, find freedom in Christ. I was encouraged hearing tens of people stepping into groups. Don't miss out on opportunity to find freedom in Christ. Having our own lives restored to become more like him. Um, if you were at the prayer meeting in uh, September, we had a fabulous evening where we really prayed into this whole theme of restore. Uh, of course, Simon continues to do his amazing work with JRP, with over 100 people getting a meal every week and that big housing project that we run. But also there were some new initiatives. We summarised them in King's Life. Uh, two that really grabbed my attention that evening was a small response to the, the awful thing with gangs and knife crime in, in a part of our borough, in this part of London. Well, actually all over the nation, as we see tragically in our news too often. 
But two projects, one TLG, which gets mentors alongside young kids in primary school to get them early, catch them early. And then also another a group that Jennifer's running, which is to support parents and carers that are concerned about kids getting involved in, in the kind of wrong groups. So real great first steps when it comes to restore. And then finally, resource. We're called to resource. We're called to reach thousands and serve, I believe, hundreds of churches. Uh, well, in the uh, last year, actually over the last couple of years, in the background, we've actually been having quite a lot of conversation within our wider family of churches called New Frontiers. Uh, in fact, last week we concluded that, and I've got some important news to share with you this morning. In 2011, our founding father, Terry Virgo, had led a growing movement that was all over the world. And as he uh, approached 70, he appointed a number of his sons. He says, look, uh, I'm the father of this household. I'm going to set you up as one of my sons. And uh, each of the sons had a number of churches, some 100, some 300. And they started their own movement, their own family of churches. And that happened in 2011. It's a bit like my son. I have three sons. Ben, I keep reminding him, Ben, you're married. You've got your own place. You've got a job. You're responsible. You're autonomous. Keeps rocking up for more food and things like that. But, you know, but they're still part of the family. So we let them in the house grudgingly. Well, Deb lets them in the house. I just let them in the house grudgingly. But so he's he's a family in his own right, but he's still part of a wider family. And that's what Terry did about eight years ago. And since he did that, Dave Devonish, some of you know that name, not all of you will, don't worry. He's kind of hosted the Apostolic Fellowship. And, uh, but he's now approaching 17. So these last couple of years, we've been talking about who should pick up the leadership and host our Apostolic Fellowship. I have, over the last two or three years, served our togetherness by hosting in the UK. And so I meet with about eight or nine leaders, two or three times a year. And, and for example, when we had a prayer day for the nation at Westminster Chapel in uh, March, I think it was, I hosted the day and led the day. Well, we wanted to let you know that this role that I have been doing in the UK has evolved now, and I have been asked and invited to step up to lead our Global Apostolic Fellowship from next October, and we wanted to let you know about that. Um, This might explain to some of you why Deb and I have been travelling a little bit more than we've done historically. It's why we're in Kenya in August. It's why we've been in Cyprus last week. It's why we're going to Turkey in two weeks' time. It's why I'm going to Armenia a couple of weeks later, and then we have a number of other trips through next year. We believe it's a season of about 18 months where we'll travel a lot, and then we'll kind of hopefully kind of reset back into a sustainable pattern. And we just want you to... Stand with us. This, this is our home. This is our local church. We want you to pray with us. And also, we want you to feel that this is our responsibility. That it's something that God has called us to do prophetically. We didn't know this was going to happen. Uh, but it, it, it sort of lines up well with a sense of serving hundreds of churches and resourcing people. Um, so, that's some news for you. And we'd ask you to uh, pray with us and uh, uh, support us as we do that. Now, in light of that, I just want to make a few pastoral comments, if I may. So the first one is simply this. It is a huge privilege and responsibility, personally and for us as a church, to serve our wider family of churches, New Frontiers, in this way. 
So I want to say that up front. Secondly, to be really crystal clear, I still feel called that my, my primary call is to lead this church. So this isn't going, I'm not softening you up. Okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going global, everyone. Hallelujah. See you in heaven. No, um, I'm not. I feel passionately called to lead this church. In fact, every prophetic word over my own life and over us as a church has always connected the two. In my head, it's totally integrated. Niagara Falls, Victoria Falls. And in many ways... What God has done here has become a platform for us to serve others. Thirdly, we want to strengthen the leadership base here. And so I'm delighted to announce that we've invited Aussie and Andrew Wilson to become elders here. Let's get a picture of them up. Woo! Okay. Now, uh, many of you know Andrew, he's our teaching pastor. Uh, and so I'm not going to say too much about him. But Aussie used to be on the Catford site. I've just seen him in Beckenham. He's been in the church about 10 years, has been one of our trustees, will continue as one of our trustees, but also will become an elder. And we will look for a moment, probably in January, when we'll get Dave Devonish down to lay on hands and pray with him in one of our prayer meetings. Uh, and I just want to say to you, the way we do it around here is that if you know of any reason why neither of these guys could become elders, they're disqualified from being elders, please let us know. Against the biblical definition of 1 Timothy 3 and Titus 1 and 2. If you don't like them, that is not a reason for them not to become elders. Oh, I don't know them very well. I don't like them, Steve. Don't they should be an elders? That's not going to carry the moment with me, okay? If you come up to me and say, do you know Andrew Wilson goes down the pub every night and is always a little tipsy, then I would want to hear that, yeah? We're not looking for perfection, but there is a responsibility of a character and maturity that, that comes with being a father in the household of God, okay? So these are great people. Um... The next thing I want to let you know, this is really exciting, is I'm delighted to say that we've invited Janet Reed and Roberta Walker to attend our trustees meetings. They were here in the first meeting. They got a big round of applause. So you, some of you will know Janet and Roberta. Actually, where is Roberta? You might still be here because you were doing the worship. Are you still in the house? She's upstairs having a break. Outrageous. Uh, <laughs> helping us worship Jesus three meetings in a row and taking a break. Anyway, so... Um, uh, Janet uh, is a very experienced leader. She was, had a senior leadership role in the probation service. She brings a lot of strategic insight. And uh, Roberta is a lawyer by training. They've sat in our last two trustees meetings and they have already asked me questions I don't know the answer to. <laughs> including Roberta at the last one. I was supposed to read a 17-page data protection paper. Man, that's exciting. And very important, sorry, very important. Our data protection is very important. We want to be, have good practice and all things like that. And I got to a moment where I said, oh, I'm terribly sorry, I didn't get around to reading it. And Roberta said, I read every paper before I attend a meeting. <laughs> I said, oh, okay, Roberta. So I've read it now, I read it on the plane, flying back. <laughs> I told her this morning just to keep keeping me accountable. So just, I just want to let you know that. Uh, fifthly, we've asked Phil Varley. We're really recognising Phil Varley to become our senior associate pastor. Yeah, okay, you can clap that one. Ian, you're really good, John. Um, so many of you know Phil. He's, Phil was actually in the church when we arrived over 24 years ago, and uh, he was in a boy band at that point. And uh, so I just threw that one in for him. So uh, he, he was a musician. Sorry, I should earth that comment. He was a musician. 
Uh, anyway, he came and lived with us for a while, and then uh, is just an outstanding leader. And we just felt it was the right moment to recognise that when I'm not around, he really leads the church and leads the staff team. In fact, he spends a lot more time with our staff than I do nowadays, and uh, he's a really senior player. Not always, he's a bit hidden in his role, and we just wanted to let you know he's a real key part of who we are, and we want to recognise that. And then, uh, one last thing, we've asked Hilary DL to join our senior leadership team. So you know Hilary, because she helps lead this site. She is a remarkable leader, and uh, so... And so what we're trying to do is trying to be a blessing to the wider body of Christ and serve within our movement, but also to build leadership capacity behind so that we can continue to reach with, on with our local vision. Jesus said, my house will be called a house of prayer for all nations. As I look back on uh, the leadership of this church over 24, 25 years, as I reflect on it, I want to tell you, the area I feel I've failed in is in building a praying church, particularly when it comes to corporate gatherings. I, I, I've tried before, and I'm about to try again. Okay? In fact, this church, it is easier to get you to give tens of thousands of pounds than to invite you out for one hour of prayer. Yeah? And I believe that if we are to serve hundreds of churches and fulfill our vision of reaching thousands of people, we have to go deeper in God, friends. We have to get before the Lord and call out to him. Yeah? And so, um, as I was preparing for this message, I would prepare for this message for months. <laughs> You're thinking, really? Well, yes, I do. I've been thinking, what's, what's God's burden? What is God saying to us? I was having a chat with Toppy, who leads a brilliant church within our family of churches in Enfield, and he was talking to me about they have 21 days of prayer in January. They fast and pray for 21 days. I said, that's interesting. And then I was speaking to Greg Surratt, who leads a great church in South Carolina called Seacoast. And he was telling me about a move of God that had broken out in the church during a 21 days of prayer and fasting. And I thought, Lord, are you saying something to me? So what we decided to do is we're going to call the church to pray for 21 days in January. I'm calling you to come out and pray. Okay? Now we're going to do it every day for 21 days in a row. We're going to do it at 7 p.m. to 8. And Toppy does this, so I'm just copying him. I said, do people come at 7? He says, oh yeah, we didn't know if they would, but they did. Quite a few people just came direct from work, pray for an hour, and then you go home. Eat your dinner and uh, get ready for the next day. And uh, so that's what we're going to do. Now, in my experience, when it comes to prayer, it's a bit like the picture of the temple with all the tables. <laughs> Over the years, I've found that if you have motivation, you can really get to do something. Yeah. So I know we're all busy, but if you're really motivated, you will, you will overturn tables uh, to get somewhere. If someone offered you a ticket for a really lovely theatre occasion or a sporting event at seven o'clock in an evening, you'd be amazed how you reorder your life. It's true, isn't it? It's like, yeah, man, I want to go and see Palace. Well, maybe not. Okay. Um... So, seven. Now, I've decided, I'm going to, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I don't know if you know me, my personality type is I'm an all-in type of person. So I've, I, I, felt, I felt God say to me, do every day. I'm going to do 
all 21 days, if health allowing, okay? I'm going to do a partial fast as well. That's what I'm going to do. We'll give you more information. I've had one other person say they'll do it with me. I'm looking for a team of five, a starting five, that will stand with me and say, I'm going to be there every day, okay? We won't do a hands up at this moment, all right? Okay. <laughs> you need to hear God on that one. Not just, oh, yeah, I'll be in, yeah. Okay. But what about the kids? Don't worry about the kids. Bring the kids along. Make it happen. Get in the room. Some of you say, oh, I don't like prayer meetings. I don't mind anymore. Just be here. I don't know what to do. Join the rest of us. We don't know what to do. Get in the room. Be here, learn, observe, seek God, go deeper. Yeah? So there's going to be a handful of us that are going to go for 21, but this is, this is my, for each of us. I'm asking you to come to at least one hour a week across those three weeks. One hour a week. You see, you can't get out of that one. I know all of you can do that. And if I hear some of you are just thinking... Good time to go home, just book the three-week holiday home. It won't be very nice to you. I'll just think, oh, come on. So I'm calling you to pray. All of you. I mean, if we all did it, I mean, some can do more than one, but if everyone that comes to King's came for one, and we would have this place rammed. We'll worship, we'll seek God, we'll go home. You do that? You could do that, yeah? We could do that. Wow. Yeah, come on. Let's do this. Come on. It's just miracle. We can do this, can't we? Yeah. We must do this because the call on us is wide. And there are literally hundreds and thousands of people looking to us, and we must go deeper, kings. Yeah? We can't just do it out of my enthusiasm. We've got to go deeper in God. And so I'm calling you, I'm asking you. It's going to cost you. Yeah? Oh, wow. What are 21 days, eh? I'll be there. We won't run a register, so you know, but I'd love to see you there. Yeah, okay? Secondly, I want to thank you for your ongoing generosity. As I said, in some ways it's easier to motivate you to give than to pray. You're remarkably generous. We set a big target for last church year of £2 million. And we overachieved. We raised together over £2,035,000. So, pretty good. And so this year, we're going to set a target of £2,150,000. And we think that's well within reach. Um... And as I was praying about this, I thought, how do, we, how do we land this this year? I was thinking, so this is how I felt God say to me. He said, ask for 500 households to give 10 pounds more per month. 500 households to give 10 pounds more per month. I thought, actually, we could do that. An hour a week to pray and 10 pounds a month in regular giving. So Deb and I would sit down and talk about this. I'm, I'm, I know this is coming because I'm preparing the talk. So I, I like to, you know, 
I like to look, and I, I, we will continue giving at the rate we have for these last few years, which is well over a tithe, and then this year we're going to up our giving by £50 a month. That's what we've decided to do. And all I'm asking you, but some of you that are not giving regularly, you should just kind of say, I'm going to, uh, uh, Steve, I can do £10 a month. I mean, that's £2.50 a week. It's a, it's a Starbucks or a Costa a week. It's 40p a day. But the numbers of people that we're talking about now that come to Kings, of some 1,500 to 2,000 people that come across the whole church, it only needs small steps in prayer or in giving, and it opens up huge things for God. And one of the dangers of a large church is that you can get very passive. Yeah, do you know that? You can sort of observe, entertain me, pastor, feed me, pastor. I don't want a church like that. I want you to feel the, the Holy Spirit Tugging at your heart to come closer and go deeper and be more generous. Yeah? So there you go, 10 pounds. There's the challenge. And then also what we'll do is to get the year going fast, we'll take up an additional offering on our Vision 2030 gift days in November. We normally raise around 30,000 a month into Vision 2030. And we're going to see if we more or less just double that in a little bit, uh, about 75,000 additional one-off giving in November. Last year we did 90. So this is not, you know, it's well within this again because the church has got a lot more people than it had this time last year. So if we all participate, these big numbers suddenly get broken down into something that we can achieve together and God can get the glory. Kings, I believe we're about a great work. We're not a perfect church. If you're new to Kings, we would love you to step in and help us. Yeah, come on the journey. And I trust that this morning's vision message has encouraged you and you feel that God is about a work amongst us that's worth uh, committing to and getting involved. I really do believe God has called us to a great work. Let's, uh, let's pray together. Let's respond to God. Simon, to you.